0: Again, and welcome to episode five of In Gear with the Shop. I'm your host, Reagan Dickinson. Our guest today is Pete Peterson, CEO of Dealers United in Sarasota, Florida. Dealers United is a Facebook marketing partner and a top five Facebook automotive agency. And Pete is a digital marketing guru who's been instrumental in helping automotive dealerships realize greater revenues. If I know Pete, and I do, he has a lot to share with us. So take good notes. By the way, Pete was nice enough to offer up a free digital marketing audit to anyone who's interested. Go to the show notes at theshopmag.com, download the document, fill it out, and send it to info at dealersunited.com to find out what you can do to improve your digital footprint. So let's get in gear with Pete Peterson. Well, good day to you, Pete Peterson. Um, I know that you've been looking around and checking out some of the websites, social media accounts for some aftermarket shops. And what
1: have you seen as far as kind of the good, the bad and the ugly, as far as digital marketing from aftermarket shop? The first thing is, is many aftermarket shops have, you know, i found so far have some outdated websites, um, you know, copies out outdated. Um, It's not really relevant to what's going on right now with today's, you know, environment that we're in, especially we're shooting during COVID times right now. So being adapted to the messaging is very, very important. Okay. And so, Peter, are
0: you saying that the website sets the tone for anything that you do on a social media platform, for example?
1: Yeah, it actually starts before the website, right? The okay. biggest thing that um, is going on right now is Google My Business. It's the biggest trend, right? It's the gateway to your business in a lot of ways, especially most aftermarket shops are local, right? There are definitely those regional and national players. But mm-hmm. at the beginning of the day, it starts with a you know your parts and accessories or your brand name near me or in a city state near you, right? And so that Google Local Pack on the right hand side that shows up, that shows your photos and your map and your... Uh, um, and your phone number and your uh, reviews is super critical to dive into. So we want to start there. That's probably the first tip I can give everybody: is to go to Google My Business login, right? Just Google that, and then follow the directions and make sure that you first claimed your listing. Uh, many people still haven't claimed it. But two, there's a goldmine of information that you can do that's absolutely free, costs no money to do. You can go in there. And you can update things like your phone number, your address, your website, but you can also uh, make offers, insert your products. You can put pictures of your business, right? And it is your gateway now to being found in a lot of ways. So make sure you go through there, um, take about an hour or so, and just dive in and go in through all the different wizards that they have inside of Google My Business. It's come a long way. If you haven't been in there in the last year, they updated a bunch, but it starts there then obviously your website, once someone comes there and they hit your website, that's super critical. And and pro tip number two is, is as you think about your website, I want you to close your eyes for a second. And I want you to think like as a consumer, I want you to think what's in the top left, what's in the top right, as you're scrolling down, what information is seen? What am I looking for as a consumer for your business, right? Mm-hmm. Now I want you to stop and I want you to picture that in your mobile experience because I guarantee you just pictured your website in a desktop environment. Right. More traffic now is coming your website is a mobile traffic than desktop. And so we have to make sure we have a great mobile environment or mobile responsive website. So that is a, a second part that I want people to focus on. Uh, I think everybody's got a phone nowadays. I would start there. You know, iPad, we don't see as much as we do on the phone. So okay. I would start with a phone, Android or, you know, Apple, doesn't matter. Choose your weapon. Uh, just go to your website and take a look, right? And see what it looks like. Scroll through there. Is your phone number clickable? Is your address valid? And and seen? Can someone click on that and go right into directions, right? Is there an easy way to contact you? Can they find out about the products and services? um, Very simply, is your navigation menu showing up properly? Little simple things, but just go through it as you would if you were going to go to find a, a local business to work with, and look at how your presence shows up. And is it up to your standards, right? Is it up to what you would want as a consumer? And that's what we have to start with. We have to put our consumer hat on and go through it that way. You know, as a, as from Dealers United
0: standpoint, you know, and that's your company and y'all have been working in the automotive dealership business for a while.
1: What have you found has been most effective for dealerships? To me, the dealership world has two big foundations that um, have really worked well. First and foremost is reviews and reputation. They've really taken a stance on generating positive reviews and a lot of them, right? We all know that you know the angry customer is the only one that goes out there and leaves a review. And if you're not generating reviews proactively and trying to get positive reviews, then it's going to really ding your average Google rating or your Facebook rating or your Yelp rating or wherever you're trying to rate on there. So taking reviews and reputation seriously... You know, going through an audit of where is your business listed? Is there any negative reviews out there? Trying to get people to leave positive reviews. We don't want fake reviews. You know, It's okay to have a negative review out there because it's real. I mean, people want to see the good and the bad and the ugly about your business. Mm-hmm. But dealers do a really good job. And they do it through their second weapon. And their second weapon, which is really the core foundation of all dealerships, is the tripwire, right? A tripwire is a low-dollar offer to get someone in your business, and what is that in automotive? In, in auto dealer, that's the oil change, the car wash experience, right? They're seeing volume through there. And that's where they acquire a lot of their reviews from, right? So what can you do to get someone uh, in your, your shop, um, getting their contact information, building positive re- relationships, reviews, getting a chance to market to them, right? But it's all about you know that milk and bread concept back in the day that grocery stores built on, right? They'd have a loss leader or something to get people in the door that would get them started in the process. And then from there would allow them to, identified. So dealers skip, you know, probably 10 times more, more reviews come out of their service lane than comes out of their, their new car sales. But by, by leaving those positive reviews online, it makes a huge impression for your next prospect that comes in. And it also helps uh, to generate more customers for them. Is there a way that shops can generate reviews or encourage people to give them reviews? Yeah, so the simplest way, right, is just asking. I know it's hard, but um, if you don't want to ask for reviews from your from your customers, especially if you're you're doing custom work um, and someone you know went through a, an entire experience with you and re outfitted their whole car, just asking them, hey, you know, the best thing to do is, would you mind going on Google, you know, and giving them the address to your Google listing and having them write a review on there? You'd be shocked at you know what comes out of consumers' mouths that are amazing and they're, they're just absolute gold. Um, but you. The other way is is to you know have a a sign up in your shop um, says you know how was your your uh, experience and we recommend that you kind of send people to a site now there's a bunch of different ways around um, this topic and I'm going to give you the pro business owner not pro Google view of this right the pro business side is is that you send them to a, a, a a link on your website that basically says how was your experience was it good or bad right and if they say good then you send them to another link that says, great, would you like to leave us a review on Google or Facebook or wherever? And you give them your links and you push them out there, right? If they say bad, you want to push them to a box that says, hey, as the owner of the company, I'd like to understand what's going on. And it's a big box that allows them to vent to you or even gives them your personal cell phone number if you wanted to uh, to have that discussion. So it happens offline. You're trying to prevent the, the person that's not having a good experience. So obviously, if you have a, a sign out in your showroom uh, or sign out in your shop, you don't know who's going to review you. So uh, a lot of times, again, dealers will, will automatically email out of their email marketing system after you've worked with them. They'll trigger an email within 24 hours that says, you know, how was your experience? And again, they're pushing you to either their website or their a thumbs up or th- thumbs down campaign that are doing something similar to that. There are a lot of tools out there, um, a lot of companies that, that do this type of service. If you're looking for that, you can Google, um, you know, uh, those types of companies to help you generate more positive reviews. But at the end of the day, just, you know, trying to encourage reviews in general, you're going to be a, a shock that how many people actually leave you a positive review, especially now during COVID. um, People want to help other people out. Yeah, that's true. You know, I want to get back to the, uh, the website side of this for just a minute. And,
0: sure, you know, you gave some really good kind of initial direction on what you should be looking for in your website. You should look at it as a consumer. But if there was one thing that shops should focus on to improve their website, what would you say that is?
1: yeah I think again it comes down to messaging, right so when i look at when I look at things, um, so many times I go to a site and it's all about the business, right, and it really needs to be all about that customer and so what we try to think about is is are you Batman? Or are you Alfred in this scenario, right? Okay. You yeah. really want to be Alfred. You don't want to be Batman. Your customer is the star. Your customer is the hero. So again, with, with you know, with chops, right? A lot of things you're doing, you could do very much like what the beauty industry does, before and after photos, right? But don't just make it a photo. There's a story there. There's a who, what, where, when, how, why, right? Go into yeah. depth. That creates great blog content. That even is great for Instagram stories or Instagram in general, a long tail content. Yeah. And so people want to see... What other customers are, are up to, what they look like, what they're considering. So, you know, having sections of different makes and models cars. So if they come there, they can see something that's for them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we do it in our own marketing. If I don't show a Ford dealer, Ford ads, they don't think it could work for them, right? Um, and just like your customer, if they don't see the CX-5 or they don't see the Ford F-150 um, with different mods on there, they go, oh, it's great. They can do things, but I don't know if they could do it for my car, right? So yeah. having more examples, showing people People local, you know, showing um, um, imagery of your local uh, community involved as well are just big ways to build trust and and brand recognition locally. So you're the chosen shop that they go to. Okay. And we take this stuff for granted, but it's definitely one of the biggest things I, I would focus on is is looking at it from the consumer's lens and trying to you know look at the copy, making sure it speaks to them.
0: Okay, uh, what are some of the best way to get on top of those Google searches for a small business?
1: So I just gave you the biggest, the biggest thing, right? It's it's the customers that you're working with going in and building topic pages on your site for you know Ford F- F150 uh, towing, right? Okay. Um. So like I just I, before I came here, I went to a tool called SEM Rush, and SEM Rush is a is a tool. There's tons of them out there, but this tool allows you to see like top terms. So I just t- typed in the word. Uh, Ford F-150. And then I click the question mark button. And the number one question that people ask about the Ford F-150 is, what is the towing capacity of an F-150? And the second question they ask is, how much can a Ford F-150 tow? So if you're an aftermarket company, you might want to have uh, content around that to identify F150 shoppers and then be able to talk about tow sway bars that you offer and lift packages and how to increase towing capacity for an F150 that's going to allow you to increase you know on your search results and also allow you to provide better context and content for your customers coming there right so i'd look for those opportunities and you know try to segment out the the content that's there and you got to look at every single customer that comes in as a story for you and i know it's tough but you can have a, a a local college student we we actually teamed up here with the University of South Florida and we work with their students there to come to our business and and do these types of things for us right and they're getting internship credits we don't pay them any money and they're sitting there and they're getting to do photography and post pictures and tell stories online right um, so it helps that help them you know build their resume at the end of the day so I'd highly right. encourage you guys to look for those types of opportunities Okay. You know, Instagram's come up a couple times here,
0: Pete, and it's a popular channel for shops and consumers as well, obviously. You know, nice rides are inherently visual. What is the best approach shops should take to Instagram to make it as effective a marketing vehicle as possible?
1: Yeah, so Instagram's definitely on fire. I mean, more consumers are moving there. And specifically Instagram stories, right? We talk about the the feed, right? When you scroll down and seeing those square photos, and those are great with filters and you can post multiple photos. But Instagram stories is where discovery's happening. And, you know, again, aftermarket shops have really great content. Like you said, they tell great stories through there. So two big things is make sure you're posting Instagram stories. And remember, it's a story, it's twenty four hours and it's meant to follow you around. People People want to see behind the scenes? It's the number one thing people look for as they're following brands. They want to see behind what are the employees doing? What's what are they working on today? Right, um, bringing them in and engaging them throughout the process is super critical. Second, you know a lot of people are are using Instagram feed as like blogs, right? They're taking a photo and then they're telling that whole who, what, where, when, why, how story inside of a long tail copy so that people can read about it. You know, who was it? Uh, Why did they take on the project? What products did they use? How long did it take? Who's the owner? Where are they from, right? Um, Why did they choose this product over another one? You could do a lot of that and don't think that Instagram is only, uh, you know, 26 characters or 156 characters. You can go in and, and and, you know, write a thousand per, uh, word blog if you wanted right inside of that story. People will click that, learn more if they're interested. And remember, Instagram and specifically, you know, Instagram for attracting shoppers is not about getting millions of likes and comments and fans. It's about getting those three, five, ten people to really engage with your content and go deep and go. Man, these are the people I have to work with. They're the specialists. They're the ones that know. I love their story. I love what they're doing. I trust them. I'm going to do business with them, right? And so you could do that by building very engaging content on there. Okay. Is there a way to target a locality or a region as let's
0: say that I'm in Tampa and I want to reach consumers in Tampa? Is there a way to kind of narrow cast
1: that for them? This is where ads come in. And, you know, again, if you're going to start with advertising, you definitely have to make sure that your website's good to go and everything else is, you know, checked off before you get started with this. But ads are, are, are really the secret weapon, especially in automotive. This is how, uh, Car dealers are, are expanding pretty rapidly facebook instagram they're discovery engines and they allow you to target with like very specific advertising to very specific people right yep. um, they've been in the news for it uh, for for you know bad usage we'll call it, um, but at the end of the day as a business it's it's a secret weapon, and even for us, we use Facebook and Instagram heavily to promote our business and it allows you to do gender allows you to do locality, right? But more importantly, you can also do things like I want to target people I know about people that are in my customer database, my newsletter subscribers, I can also target people who've recently been on my website, right? Um, And build up follow up uh, conversations with them. And then the biggest thing if you're working on certain makes and models of cars is you can actually unlock data um from Polk IHS and um and Oracle and you could target you know shoppers and owners of specific brands makes models trims of vehicles right so if you wanted to target someone who owns a Ford F150 that lives within 5 miles of your dealership you could do that and you can make offers to them and show them different packages just for the F150 and guide them to pages on your site just for the F150 are there cross-platform tools, advertising tools between Facebook and Instagram that people can use? That's the beauty of Facebook's bad platform. So Instagram is okay. actually owned by Facebook, right? Right. Um, mm-hmm. And so is Messenger. So is WhatsApp. So is uh, Facebook Marketplace. So is uh, the audience network, which powers ads even inside of Spotify and others that are out there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so you, in one single platform, if you go to business.facebook.com, you could sign up as a business. And you can attach your page in there. You can create an ad account. You can create a Facebook pixel, which is a tracking device that... uh, Tracking code that goes on your website to let people know... uh, Or to to let Facebook know that those consumers are on your website. You can go out there and get started and start advertising even if you wanted just on Facebook or just on Instagram or just even on Instagram stories if that was your thing, right? And when you create an ad, you can launch uh, different objectives. So you say, say, okay, I want to get leads or I want to get people to my website. Um, And then from there you can advertise on what's called placements. And one of those placements is Facebook news feed. Another placement is Instagram feed. Another placement could be Instagram stories. We just choose all of them normally because we're trying to go for the objective and it could be to get people to my website. Mm-hmm. But the really cool part then is you put in your actual physical location of your facility and you can target a radius around there or even specific zip codes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you can get really, really gra- granular. And this is this is how auto dealers are scaling right now because the only path forward before was Google Search, right, and using Google paid advertising, but it's very expensive, and there's very little low funnel um, um, transactions happening there, right? So to expand that, you can go in and build basically just like a like TV. But through Facebook, you could build TV commercials going to your local audience, but just to those that are in driving distance or those that could take action to buy from you, right? So now you're not advertising to, you know, New Jersey if you live in Texas, right? You're only targeting someone within 10 miles or 50 miles or 100 miles from your your shop, and that's going to allow you to get very localized targeting. Facebook provides a tool called Custom Audiences. You know, if you're getting started, if you have your own customer data, which a lot of shops should, you know, if you have name, email, phone number of your of your current buyers, the best thing to do is to go in there and load that into Facebook, so you could target not only those folks, but you can create what's called a lookalike audience. And what Facebook will do is they'll find the next two million people that are closest in similarity to your current customers. But then again, once you narrow down your targeting locally, we see that to be about 50,000 people that Facebook will go target that have a high probability that they could do business with you. And car dealers, it's one of the secret weapons we use for them. It's helping them scale and helping them reach consumers in real time that are shopping for their products and services. Exactly. A lot of different social
0: media possibilities out there. I mean, they could go crazy. You can go LinkedIn and like you said, Snapchat. and But if they were to choose one or two social media platforms to work
1: on and really focus on, which ones would you recommend, Pete? Um, I'm a big fan of starting first where your customers are hanging out. That's all that matters, right? The whole reason we post these platforms is we believe that our prospects, our customers are there okay. and we need to be present having conversations with them. So we're seeing a big surge in terms of certain companies going after the millennial Gen Z uh, markets, right? Well, where are they hanging out? They're hanging out on Instagram. They're hanging out on Snapchat. They're hanging out on TikTok. So if that's where your customers are, that's where you should be. If your customers are an older demographic right now, now, definitely, Facebook is is you know is going to reach that older demographic. Instagram reaches it with high high volume as well. Snapchat's getting better at reaching that, right? Um, so, what it, you got to start out with is first understanding you know who's buying from you. And second, you got to say, well, who do I really want to buy from me, right? And now you got to look at your website and you say, does this website speak to this customer? So it's really staying in in mind of who is your target customer and being relentless on following where they hang out and building content for them, right? Mm -hmm. Obviously, Facebook right now is still King Kong. The biggest amount of reach, the biggest amount of daily active users, um, they're growing like crazy. More people are spending more time, especially because of COVID. I mean, their numbers are up through the charts, right? Now, so uh, people are on there, and the best part—if you're going to get started with ads right now—we're seeing lowest cost in ads in history right now because. A lot of people freaked out in covid and they pulled advertising budgets. And so it is a uh, bidding algorithm. The least advertisers that are on there, the better your prices are. So right now it's a typical supply and demand model. And we're seeing great results from uh, Facebook in general. When you're out there, they're also have increased their organic reach heavily to help combat this uh, for small businesses to give them a bigger advantage. So before we were only seeing about two to three percent of your fan base get delivered an ad or, or get delivered a post organically. Um, Now we're Mm -hmm. seeing that increase a lot. So for me, it's about making sure that if you're going to start getting in social media, now is the time to really build a plan, become active. Again, we don't really post a lot on Twitter, let's say, right? But we're very heavy on LinkedIn because we're business to business. We're heavy on Facebook. We're not really active on Snapchat or Twitter, right? Um, so we've we've claimed our profiles. We may have a couple posts on there, but we're not staying super active on it. Now, if our demographics started changing, we'd obviously start becoming more active on those platforms. So always make sure you claim your brand name on these platforms as they come up, even if you don't intend to use them. Just go in there, figure out how to claim it. So you get your good handle on there. Uh, and then, you know, you can always make sure that your logo, your address, your phone number, all of that stuff's on there. That's a bare minimum you should have on all these different sites. After that, if you post or not, that's up to you. Gotcha. Okay. Well,
0: you know what the music means. Our time is up, but I appreciate you coming on board with us today. Pete
1: had some really good insight on digital marketing and we appreciate it. Well, thanks so much for having me. We look forward to uh, coming back again in the near future. And you know, to everybody that's out there, best. And if you need any uh, guidance or help, uh, you know, Google is your best friend out there. Don't be scared to take a look around and find some information and uh, just go in and start doing stuff, right? You're not going to break the internet, um, but it will definitely make an impact for your business. So we wish you the best of luck. Thanks again, Pete. Talk to you soon.
0: Wow, that was a lot to download, so we're sure to have Pete back, as well as others with expertise in the digital marketing space. And go check out Dealers United at DealersUnited.com. While you're browsing, go to theshopmag.com to access this and previous episodes, as well as the latest news and features from around the industry. And don't forget, you can subscribe to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, so you never miss an episode. Thanks for listening, and until next time, adios amigos.